In this episode, you will learn the top three things you think a person new and even experienced to the marathon should focus on that they usually don't. The number one thing is to actually just like appreciate everything outside of your watch. Like times are out the window. It was a Sydney marathon. It was the largest marathon in Australian history. And like you said, it was bigger than just a race. What would make Sydney the best marathon in the world? Everyone in the world knows Sydney. They know Australia, but they don't know the marathon yet. So you get the race part right. We've already got the destination part right. You run across the, the Harbour Bridge. There's no better finish line in the world than on the doorstep of this is in your house. What James learned after his team did a full upgrade to become a potential Abbott's World Marathon major. What we achieved in a year is fairly unprecedented. So we have, we have 5,000 people registered for the marathon last year. We had 17,000 registered this year. Like that, that hasn't happened in Australia. And I dare say it hasn't happened in many places around the world. A few really interesting insights from the race director of the Sydney Marathon, Wayne Larden. You will see the best runners in the world coming to Sydney every year. You will see those runners inspiring children, not just children, but everyday people to take that step to become a marathon runner and so much more hey i'm darren d lake and welcome to running tips to master some of your life not all of it because you can't do it all at once our goal is to make smart and committed runners that's you one percent better each day see not all at the same time just one percent a day I've been running since 1997. I've completed a marathon in sub three hours and done an Ironman in 10 hours, all so you can learn from my mistakes. I have a saying, the marathon isn't twice as hard as a half marathon. It is two to the second power. It's exponentially harder. So that's four times harder than a marathon. I had the privilege of getting exclusive insider info from James Constantine, the digital marketing manager for Pont3, who delivered the event on behalf of the City Marathon. If you don't live in Australia, you probably may not know that they are now a candidate for the Abbott's World Marathon Major Series, and if chosen, would be the seventh one. There's so many reasons why this is exciting, and not to mention, I live in Sydney, Australia. I have been for 12 years, so all my running friends from around the world might come and see me versus me going out to see them. While James is a sporting event marketing wizard, he's also deeply involved in the running community here in Sydney, Australia. I literally see him everywhere, so much so that he just won his latest half marathon and posted a super speedy time at one hour and 17 minutes. Enough from me, let's get into it. So I've never been so far away from a race, like I didn't do the race, but I still felt like it was everywhere. And you know, it's Sydney Marathon, respect. But there's another layer to it, which is Pont 3. And, you know, I told you earlier before we were recording that I started seeing more people sign up for the marathon, the full marathon, four or five weeks before, which is like not. And these are hardcore runners. These aren't just regular. Oh, I'm going to this is my first marathon. This is my first race I ever did. By the way, a lot of people heard stories about this is my first race I've ever done. Not 5K, like they did the marathon as their first race, uh, which is crazy. That, that's how much hype was around it, and you did a great job with it. Um, just going to go down the list of all the things that I thought were awesome. The energy from the crowds. Uh, I only saw two sections of it. Like I was only at two sections, the big sections, and was blown away. I was at Oxford Street where you had the – what were they? The drag queens yep. performing. Yep, right awesome. with pride. Yep. Yeah, yep. awesome. My, my son, four years old, was like – oh my God, this is amazing. Like he was really interested <laughs> and was like, what's going on here? And then we were right around the finish line-ish. Yep. Um, and I got to run with my partner for like 500 meters. And it was just, it felt big. And I've been around a couple of the city marathons. I've actually ran the half marathon. Was not was n not like that in the past. Um, the app, phenomenal. 
so I look. I've done one Ironman. Uh, my partner's done a bunch, and no, no hate on Ironman, but their app sucks. And <laughs> like, it is like it's like I want to follow my friend, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Like, so when I went to download it, I had low expectations, and my partner was like, "Oh, can you download it?" The fact that you can follow people, you had the map slick AF. Like, I, no, no BS. I, I was like, okay, there's a lot of thought put into this. Like that, just from the app. Like I'm a tech guy, and I was. I was blown away by that. I appreciate so that. I appreciate that. It's like, you know, a lot of musicians, they put the green, uh, I don't want any green M&Ms in my, in my rider mm-hmm. and backstage. And people are like, why? Do you? It's because we want to see if you have attention to detail. I said, because I used to be a musician. And it's not because I don't like green M&Ms. I want to see if you have attention to detail. And when I see the app actually is working right, that's attention to detail. Because you want the experience for the people that aren't running to have a good experience. Blown away. Uh Entertainment for the spectators and the kids. Couldn't even get to that because we had soccer with the little one, so I had to take him to soccer, but couldn't even get to that. I saw there was bouncy castles and whatnot. Uh, the downhill finish, thank you. <laughs> thank you, City to You're Surf. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I love you, City to Surf, but the uphill finish after you come down, harp, uh, whatever that is, into Bond. No, like that falls flat, and then you got to turn around. No, that's not the way to finish. Like, <laughs> you're dying, and it's like, oh, let's put a 1% you know, into the wind. I'm always like, I hate this. Uh, the logo? I know we talked about that earlier. I like the ode to very Sydney things. We won't say exactly what it is. Go look at the logo. And um, again, all this coming from someone who has yet to do an official marathon. I've done two DIY marathons, and I did a marathon at the end of my Ironman, uh, which I don't count as a marathon. It's just it's literally just shuffling. You're just walking, walk running, and being like, ow, oh, this hurts. So I have not properly done a marathon. Uh, I did a DIY to 259, um, literally just ran around the Bay Run three times. Uh, did it all on my own because I, I like doing DIY, and I'm I'm pretty hyped about doing a marathon in the future, in the later future. So that's your intro. So we're just gonna get into it. What did your parents slash the people that raised you do to help you become the runner that you are today? <laughs> Great question. Both my parents were distance runners. I'd say dad dad ran a couple of halves. Mum was a sprinter in school, but I have no real distance running pedigree um, through my family um, there's there was just an overwhelming um, sense of support in whatever I did as a kid and I played every sport I played all the American sports I played basketball track and field I, I liked I didn't train it but I, I liked it you said track and field track and thank field thank you you didn't yeah, say yeah, yeah. athletics no, no, no. It's not <laughs> every athletics. American that we hear athletics we go what are you talking about <laughs> I know, I know, I know who's watching. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, and then uh, like all the team sports, like you know, cricket, um, all the codes of football, like that—that that was me. But like, I, I didn't run really until twenty-two, basically, and it was to keep off the beers at uni. So um, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's athletes in my family, but no one was. I don't think anyone's actually run a marathon outside of myself. Very, very interesting information, and um, yeah, it's always it's always interesting where. You're like, did did someone push or pull you to do what you wanted to do? And I found that, uh, I guess, pushing you is, hey, you should do more of it. And pulling is like, don't do it, you know? Or, yeah. or like, we're not going to even foster it because we don't even care about it. But it sounds like it was a middle ground with, with your parents because they did run. So you saw running, whereas yeah, no one in my family ran. I just have gravitated to it. And I, I've always gravitated towards it. Um I have a, my, it was it was prefontaine. It was me going to distance running because I ran track. I always liked to run track because I was fast. So I was like, yeah, track made sense. It was the evolutionary next step. But um, distance running was always this thing that I, I liked doing, but I never actually did it competitively. And I watched uh, the first prefontaine, the not Jared Leto one. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the good one. Yeah, the good one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, everyone, every every runner is like, yeah, that's the good one. Uh, and I just remember him being like, let's go for an easy 10-miler at five-minute pace. And I went, how the hell do you run? And for you non-Americans, uh, five-minute pace would be about – 320s? Well, yeah, low, low five minutes is 320s. Yeah. 310s. 310. Uh, and then high high five minutes would be about three, 340. Yeah. Uh, 340 minutes per kilometer. And I just remember being like, how do you run 10 miles at an easy five-minute pace? Like, that, like, blew my mind. So that was my catalyst. But, uh, but, yeah, okay. What are the top three things you think a person that's new and even experienced at the marathon should focus on? Uh, that they usually don't. So you don't have to do the runner's world with the top three things <laughs> <laughs> that people need to do for the marathon. Like, talk about, like, you know, something that's very specific to running the marathon event. That's a, that's a really good question. So I think the number one thing is to actually just, like, appreciate everything outside of your watch. And I, I know it's so hard to do, particularly for like 2023 everyone's got a watch right everyone knows the splits everyone knows the, the you know where the k markers are going to be everyone's got a time in mind but all of a sudden like I, I think like a couple of weeks ago was a really good example of times are out the window it was a sydney marathon it was the largest marathon in australian history and like you said it was bigger than just a race it wasn't a, it wasn't a running race it was a celebration of People doing 42.2K who never thought they were going to be able to do it. And a lot of people in Sydney came out and actually supported them in doing that. So that just like human movement aspect of the event for me was very inspirational. I shared a tier or two on the day. Um, I mean, we, we were welcoming people over the line at seven and a half hours. Um, they, they've been out there in 30 degrees for the best part of four hours. Um like three times, like almost four times longer than the winners of the race. Sorry, 30 degrees Celsius is about 85, uh, 80 to 85 Fahrenheit. It was yeah. hot. Yes, yeah. it, which is hot. As everyone knows, <laughs> that is hot. Okay, Really yes. hot. So I think the, the number one thing is just enjoy the event itself. That's sort of a runner's perspective. From I think from an event delivery perspective, number two is um, – attention to detail, understand exactly every single touch point you have with the runner. So the runner is looking for X, Y, and Z. They're looking for a training plan 16 weeks out. They're looking for a community to join. Um, and they're looking for, you know, little bits on nutrition, little bits on hydration. So that's what we tried to do, right? We, we, we started up the Sydney Marathon Run Club, both in Sydney and in Brisbane, because we want to create our own community with our, yeah, yes, our own brand and, and have our partners on board. So ASICs, you know, did like the shoe try-ons and we had goo there. So you can try the gels that are going to be on course, but like really get those intimate touch points with the audience because all of a sudden they're thinking it's not just a race on race day. It's actually something that I can be like I can resonate with for you know weeks and months leading up to the event, and we saw that on socials. We saw people actually continually talking about not just "Hey, I ran 32k this weekend." It's like I'm 13 weeks out from the Sydney Marathon, and this is something that I never thought I was going to do, and I feel really connected because. I have my training plan. I have my run club, my whole run club in Sydney or Brisbane or wherever around Australia or internationally is they're really getting behind it. That was something that like really, I was like, wow, okay. I've never seen an Australian event do it. The American events do it incredibly well. New York road runs, the New York marathon. That That is the absolute platinum standard. I've never seen any other road running association or club around the world do it as well as them. So we're, we're, just, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just trying to do something that is already being done so well in America. So that was, yeah, number two, 
make sure you have touch points with the runners, reliable touch points, authentic touch points, whenever you can. I think number three, so I think as well, what we saw this year, like there were so many people who firstly never had run a marathon, but that might be runners, right? It might be like you. You run 5K, 10K, half marathon. Oh, I can run a marathon. I'll choose one when when I'm going to do it. But there were so many people out there this year that they never, ever, A, considered themselves a runner, B, thought they were going to be running 10K, C, thought they would be running a marathon, and D, thought they were running a marathon in Sydney, which is a little bit lumpy, a little bit New York style, a <laughs> little bit, not quite Gold Coast. Uh, lumpy <laughs> as in hilly? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, 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 yeah. little, little bit lumpy. Yeah, New York. We're in a lumpy city. Yeah, it's funny because New York, you think New York is flat because it is. Manhattan's flat. Yeah. Uh, but those bridges will will spike it. That's why there's no world records coming out of New York Marathon. It's just an epic one because you touch all five boroughs. Yeah, like and I, that's the coolest damn thing for me as a New Yorker. I lived there for 12 years, born and raised, and it's like you get to run through all five boroughs. That's the that's cool AF, you know. Like so so yeah. Uh, back back to your lumpiness. Uh, yeah, it is a bit lumpy. Yeah. It's just like yeah, like but 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 again, like there's so many people in New York who never think they go around a marathon in their lives. They do a New York marathon, but New York marathon's been around for 52 years. I mean, we've been around for 20 years, and people have known us for a couple, or uh, most people have known us for a few months because we've grown. So it's sort of like the the stories and the people and the faces. We'd, we'd never seen anything like it before. Australia has never seen anything like that before, like we did a couple of weeks ago. So that really hit home where I saw this massive pack at like 10-minute mile, 12-minute mile, 14-minute mile pace. And they were sprinting across the finish line and like, I'm a marathon. I never thought I was going to do this. That, that, was, that was really special. And like I said, those seven-plus-hour marathons, like something else, man. Like I, I saw um, one of the guys, his name was Ben. Uh, he was part of the Achilles, um, Achilles running squad. And he has two guides with him there because you know he's visually impaired, so he couldn't see where he's going. He's out there for seven and a half hours, but his two guides were holding his hand with tethers for seven and a half hours. Comes across the line, emotions pouring out. I'm like, damn, that's like that's why we're all here. Yeah. That was awesome. So I mean, yeah, that's it. Like people never thought they were gonna run a marathon. Sydney never thought that it was gonna have a marathon like this. And again, the world major can see is a big part of that. We are trying to work towards becoming the next world major. But also just staying relevant for twelve months of the year. And like everything that we're doing now for twenty twenty four, like that is the priority number one. How do we become something that people are thinking about 12 months a year? How, how are we in people's minds for 12 months a year, like London, like New York? People talk about the world majors 12 months a year. We need to now fall in that category as well. Right now is the part where I go, hey, if you're not feeling this, make sure you subscribe, rate, share it out with your friends about how amazing this is, rah, 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 rah. All right. While you should go out and do that anyway, how about I actually give you something that will help you? Is the running, health and fitness, and endurance sport internet too much sometimes? Is it too much conflicting content on how to train right? Or you just don't have time to read and watch the latest trends on how to, I don't know, carb cycle for your next marathon. Don't worry. I'll take care of that for you by showing you how to train, race, and live 1% better consistently. To do this, just sign up for my free newsletter, OPB. I figure out this whole 1% better thing so you don't have to by scouring the endurance sports deepest and darkest corners of the internet. Go to delaycreates.com forward slash news, all spelled the normal way, to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Let's get back into it. A big shout out to the the seven seven hour marathon finishers. You know the five hour ones too. No, you know disrespect to you. You know I, I saw this this 
real Instagram reel, and it was like, yeah, these people running in two and a half hours, you know, respect, you know, to the pros and the, the, the elites and sub-elites uh, that can run in two hours. It's like, what about those people that are spending five hours, you know? like, And I'm like, re- absolute respect. My partner, she finished uh, she finished her Ironman two hours after me, and I was suffering. I did it in 10 hours, 45 minutes or something. She did it in uh, 12 hours or maybe even low 13s, two and a half hours longer than me. And I was like, you did 20% more, 25% more. You were out there suffering. Like, it's not like she wasn't <laughs> suffering as much as me, yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, Elliot Kachogi, you know, he suffers for <laughs> two hours and one minute. Yeah, two hours and one minute, you know, whereas everyone else is suffering for five hours. So, uh, yeah, you got got to give them the big, big shout outs of respect. What would make Sydney the best marathon major event if they get in? So I think. With Sydney, it's about Sydney, Australia. And everyone in the world knows Sydney. They know Australia, but they don't know the marathon yet. I think that's just the missing piece is bringing something that people know all over the world, like the six world majors, and learning from them. Like, you know, I've been to Berlin as a runner. I've been to New York as part of a race director experience. I've seen what it takes uh, from a, a participant and a behind the scenes view. And we just need to instill some of that culture and we've got something very special. So you get the race part right. We've already got the destination part right. You got the, you, you run across the, the Harbour Bridge. You run across, you finish at the Opera House. There is no, you know, all buys aside, there's no better finish line in the world than on the doorstep of the Sydney Opera House. It was phenomenal on the weekend. Like the imagery, the, the video, it's just phenomenal. So we've got the destination, we've got Sydney, Australia, and now we just need to implement the race. And I think we do a really good job in year one. So just got to build on that for year two. Yeah, and I, I would say as someone that's been here for uh, almost 12 years, there's, there's nothing like Sydney. Sydney being, you know, this destination that um, that a lot of people, let alone runners, want to come to because it is on the other side of the world, but it's still familiar as American. I call it America Light, uh, L-I-T-E, like Miller Light, Bud Light. It's just more like, you know what, it's got that American vibe, but with a bit of a British flavor. And also, we're on the other side of the world, and we've got all these beaches and Pretty decent weather, you know. I'd, I'd actually say it's a bit too cool for me. I'd like it hotter. But we also have very warm winters, you know, compared to the U.S. Um, so I'll, I'll take both ends. It's the, the range is here versus New York. The range is here. Very, very <laughs> hot, very, very cold. Yeah. 100% that this 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 could be the best one for a lot of reasons. I, I do agree with you, and I'm glad that you uh, g- gave me some evidence because <laughs> you're, you're an insider on that. What would you say is one thing that your team is most proud of in the, in the, in the past race with the new rebranding? What we achieved in a year is fairly unprecedented. So we have, we have 5,000 people registered for the marathon last year. We had 17,000 registered this year. Like that, that hasn't happened in Australia. And I dare say it hasn't happened in many places around the world to that scale in a 12 month period. So Wayne, who is the race director and the CEO of Pond3, he's a visionary. So he's like, what are the pieces of the puzzle I need to put together in order to give ourselves the best chance of becoming the next world major marathon? So he he built his team. Uh, he got a lot of funding from Destination New South Wales, New South Wales government. They're our big strategic partners. I mean, if you've got government, government on board, you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Really so, <laughs> and, and, and you need them. Like, if you're going to try and bring an annual international event to, to Sydney, Australia – You've, you've got to have those big players on board to, to back you. And, you know, you got to have transport on your side to, you know, close as many roads as possible. Make sure that participants are getting the best experience possible because you're able to actually close roads. I mean, you know, we, we shut down the city of Sydney. One of the 
you know, there's there's not that many bigger things that you can do than shut down London, New York, and Sydney around the world in terms of logistics exercise. So, um, yeah, I think what we achieved in a single year, like the numbers are amazing, five to seventeen thousand in the marathon. But I think the how the the city embraced it, how many more people came out and supported the event this year. Uh, we gave them reasons to. We had lots of food, lots of beverage. Um, you know, entertainment on course. We had Nickelodeon, you know, all, all the fun stuff for the kids. But the the way that sea embraced it, we've never seen anything like that for a marathon, you know, outside of the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games before in this country. So that that was particularly um, you know, particularly inspiring. It felt good to be a runner in Sydney that day, whether you were participating or not. Like it, it was just like, wow, this, this sea is actually embracing running rather than complaining about not being able to go over the bridge to Manly Beach for a, for a swim, which <laughs> happens for 20 years beforehand. <laughs> yeah. How does he embrace it for an event that is very niche and specific for me? Like, what is it? One in 100 people run, I think. Uh, only 1% of society runs. And then of that one percent only one percent of runners run marathons yep. so you got one percent of one percent and that's like that's point zero one percent uh that that's or is it point zero zero one percent masses is in my <laughs> <laughs> my strong suit um at times but but yeah like that 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 means it's, it's even more special for me because it's this thing that i think is like uh you know pride and Whatever drinking thing's happening in whatever month is happening, like that, all over the world, there's always something where everyone's like, yeah, let's get drunk, and they shut the city down. Like, that's all. Like, that, that's a given, like, whereas everyone's behind that. But for something that's like, you got to show up and do it, you know, it's hard. Like, it's not as easy as going down and drinking or going to the festival, you know, and partying with your friends. Like, and no, no shade to that. Like, I, I'm not hating on that by any means, but... That's kind of passive, you know. You got to show up and want to run, or do the, tra- or on top of that, do the training to run your best time. And uh, a lot of respect to city for for making that work, and 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 the people that came out to support it. Um, and I'm getting kind of emotional because I'm like, this is this is something that I really think that's like super special to me, and that it became very special to the city. So I, I digress on that. What would you say is something you? will look to improve uh, you, because you're now Sydney Marathon, uh, you will look to improve in the future. We we need to take that next step now. So I think a lot of people are talking about the course. Um, it's it's proof, proof of concept, right? I mean, you can't, you, you can't go government and say, hey, shut down 20 kilometers more roads. We've got 5,000 people running a marathon. You can't do that. They'll just laugh in your face and tell you to go out the door. 17,000 people, okay. You're one year away from getting an annual event that's going to bring in 20,000 international people who are all going to stay a week in Sydney and bring hundreds of millions of dollars to the economy. Or 20, it's 40, right? It'll, it'll be 40, right? Well, 40, so 40% of the New York Marathon is international. And okay. I dare say that there will be a high percentage for Sydney. Sorry, when the we people get to that, in. the people yeah, coming the people in, coming so in, of the 40,000, there yeah. would be 50% would be. Uh, Not from Australia. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, correct. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, like, because we've now got those numbers on the table, all of a sudden you've got a little bit more of a leg to stand up on. So, yeah, people are like, okay, I don't like running 9K around Centennial Park. Sure, there was more people supporting me this year, but it's still 9K around Centennial Park. And there's a wiggle there and a squiggle there. <laughs> and I get it, right? I've run the City Marathon twice. I get it. I hear you. I hear your frustrations. <laughs> but... That's the thing, right? Like you go to transport for New South Wales and you say, hey guys, like, you know, this is what we achieved in a year. This is what we're looking to achieve next year. 
in 2024. And then in 2025, it, the whole game changes. So those conversations, so that's, that's what we need to improve on, but those conversations are already happening for next year and moving forwards because we, we, you have to look into the future. We're going to become a world major marathon. We have to act like it. We tried to act like it as best we could this year. We have to be there next year. You only get signed off if the other six race directors of all the world major marathons like, yep, Sydney, like that Sydney marathon looks like the other six. Therefore, welcome to the party. That's basically what's going to happen. I'm excited. I'm excited for whatever happens. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the course another time. You might get the bug. You never know. And New York's always calling. You can always go <laughs> oh, home. You, you know what I said? I actually said I when I got into running, I said I want to do New York Marathon as my marathon that I'm going to do proper. So um, got to do Sydney because I live right here. Yeah, I literally live in the city. So and then I, I'd want to do New York. That would probably and and then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. But, <laughs> but you know, this isn't. We're not talking about hating on the marathon because there are. But again, one percent of runners do marathons. So yeah. it feels like everyone does a marathon, especially when that marathon's happening that week. You know, it's like, oh, everyone's doing Boston, everyone's doing Chicago, everyone's doing Berlin. You know, so I, I always have to remember that ninety nine percent of my audience that is listening and watching, consuming my content is like, cool. I'm not doing it. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel as bad yeah, going yeah, like yeah. whatever. But but you know, this isn't a podcast hanging on the marathon. We love the marathon. We love the marathon. Uh, every, everything about the marathon. Uh do you have any any final words for people who are interested in doing a world major in Sydney in either 2024 for the Masters uh or 2025 <laughs> counting chickens before they hatch? Yeah. You know, not trying to tell the future, but if if we become a marathon major. So like basically what's your what's your billboard to them? You get 10, 15 words, what would you tell this person that's on the fence? 2024, there's there's two paths. So if you are a marathon and you're over the age of 40, come to Sydney. It's a world championship event. It hasn't been run out of the world majors before. This is the first time it's ever happened. Come oh, and experience This Sydney. is the first world championship. The, the, the first one that's been outside the world, uh, the, the, the world majors. So it's never been run. Oh, so it's in Chicago gotcha. in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. But it's never been not at the world major marathon. So that's basically Abbott saying, hey, here's a teaser. Here's the trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. for next year. And th- that's kind of what it is. Um, so come be part of a world championship in Sydney and see what we're going to be all about in 2025. So that's the age groupers. In the, everyone else is thinking about doing it next year, in our last year of Kansas before the six get around the table with Dawn Stone, the CEO of Abbott World Mar- Marathon Majors and Votes. Be a part of history. Be part of that journey. Say that you actually help Sydney get across the line and that's really that that's a really special thing. You're also going to guarantee your spot when we do become a world major in 2025. When, not if. And that's, you know, I mean, we have to have that confidence. Um, I like it, I like it. And that, so, you know, like 2025, we all know the ballot process. We all know how hard it is to get to the other six. If you run next year, you are guaranteed a spot in 2025. So they're the two selling points for international people for next year, I'd say, outside of the whole Sydney destination, New South Wales, tourism, all that sort of stuff, beaches. Um, did anyone say 30 degrees? <laughs> Beach weather? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or it could be like the weekend before and after, which was 15 degrees. 15, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll t- it might be 15 degrees on race day and 30 degrees on Monday for yeah. recovery day. Yeah, recovery. Yeah, you can do recovery <laughs> swim in Bondi. Yeah. And, uh, I think, yeah, 2025, like the, it, it becomes something that like, like thinking about now, 
we don't really know what a world major is going to look like in Australia, but we know it's going to change the sport. It's going to change the sport for the best. It is going to benefit Australia so much more than 40,000 people, you know, generating hundreds of millions of dollars. It for the local economy. It will change the sport because all of a sudden there's going to be a yearly event where everyone will come out and see people from all over the world doing something that is so, I guess like, when I say healthy, I don't mean just physically healthy. I mean healthy for the city, healthy for like people's psyche and just seeing like it, it, it's it's bigger than just a race. It's it's a human movement. Like it's literally seeing this, like you know, yeah, it's like a huge parade going through the city where everyone around the world is coming and doing it. And it's like you don't need to know why. All you need to know is it's a big deal, and it will become a big deal. And New York Marathon, not everyone understands what the marathon is. Not everyone knows it's twenty six point two miles, but everyone knows that the city of New York shuts down for a really special day. And there's twenty people deep in Central Park. I was there. I wrestled myself to eight deep. Like it was a massive, massive deal. And people were just out there screaming for six hours. And I was one of them. And I was like, it's just this human movement thing that you just get swept up in it so easily. So I, I, that that's what it will do to. Sydney, that's what we'll do to Australia. And we just want to push as hard as we can to, to make that a reality in 2025. All right, now we're going to go to the lightning round. Um, Love it. Tell me the story about your first run. My first run outside of team sport was when I was 16. And I was actually um, having a bit of a socially hard time at school. And so I used it as like an outlet for my mental health. So I, I, I couldn't run around the block. Uh, my block was like 600 meters. I used to live in Randwick. Um, so it was like really tough. And I just wanted to run, walk, and, and, and just sort of like forget about school for 15 or 20 minutes at a time. And I didn't really care what I did, but that, but that was like my first run. And then you sort of progress to running around the University of New South Wales. That's where my dad works or still works now, but he worked there as well um, 12, 13 years ago. And once you sort of like achieve something physically whilst actually not caring about any stats or any watery numbers, like I was literally out there just, you know, naked running or whatever you call it. Like I was just, I was just there mentally just doing something. Um, it became like a real, real outlet for me. And then I found my running friends afterwards. And then I decided to start running a little bit further afterwards. But that's how it started out was just that mental release. Please, that, that's funny. I did it to get in shape uh, for basketball because I was pretty good at distance running and no one else like running at all. Um, and then I was like, this is really fun. I get to zone out. Like I was running 5Ks at 16 years old. That was like pretty much like the first run I did. Um, technically, no. Uh, but I just remember, yeah, I remember being excited about going into that flow and then the runner's high, finding out about the runner's high uh, shortly after. Um, this is before. I mean, Runner's World Magazine was out back then. I did not subscribe <laughs> to it because it was probably $8 and I'm like, I can't afford that. Uh, but there was no internet, you know, like 16 years old, it was AOL chat rooms. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm showing, this is 98. Uh, I'm showing my age right now. Um, but, uh, but no, that's great. What's your favorite run or workout? It can be either or. For example, my favorite run right now is... Uh, I, I live in Green Square, Zetlin, um, which is city city. It's like the other side of the city. I used to live in Forest Lodge, uh, Glebe, and I just love running straight to Darling Harbor and then 
basically. Sometimes I'll start in Annandale, so I'll do the whole bay run, and then it's just all the bay, all the water, yeah, and it's awesome. just pancake flat because I come from a track background. <laughs> I hate hills. Like, I don't hate yeah. them, but I just, ugh, the hills just throw, they throw all my runs off. Like, I want my pace to be even consistent, yeah. and it just keeps going all the way to Botanical Gardens. So I'd say my favorite workout is 8x1K because I know if I'm running 8x1 well, um, and I can, you know, well, I'm running well, I can run that like 10K PB pace. It, it, and it's almost not hard because you, you can throw like 200 dogs in there or you could do one minute standing recovery, but eight by one K it's like when you nail that, you know, you're, you're running well and you're ready for a 10 or a half. Like that, that's, that's one of my favorite workouts. It's just such a staple. All the elites do it, but I feel like as a you know, recreational guy, you can still do it just as well as the elites. It's just at your own pace. So I, I love that workout. I'd say one of my favorite runs is, well, it, I mean, you can't beat the harbor. Like, I mean, we talk about the Sydney Marathon course and the, the bridge and the opera house. Like, I get to run that every day <laughs> working in the city. Like, it's it's literally, you know, on my doorstep at work. So I step out into the most beautiful city in the world and um, I get to run around the harbor every single day if I want to. I don't. I do it once a week. But that's one of my favorite runs. All right. That ends the visual conversation that I had with James. I'll just play a few key insights from race director Wayne Larden on the Sydney Marathons podcast with guest hosts Eloise Welling and Rory Darkins from Marathon State of Mind. What will happen and, and this is part of the vision and dream will be you will see running lift to the top of the Australian sporting spectrum and calendar on that day from mm -hmm. every year from then on, yeah. right? You will see the best runners in the world coming to Sydney every year. You will see those runners inspiring children, um, you know, and not just children, but everyday people to take that step to become a marathon runner. You'll see um, a massive increase in participation. You'll see massive increases in visitation to Sydney. You'll see impacts in the hundreds of millions of dollars in economic value to the city and the state and, and, and Australia. You'll see commercial brands being involved and interested in the sport of athletics because of the Sydney Marathon and, and the, the visibility that it has and the engagement that it has with the people. And, you know, it'll start to move into the realm of, you know, what, what the ball sports have in this country, right? Um, and they, they own the sporting sort of hierarchy um, and spectrum within this country, but we'll start to move towards that. So there'll be more money for, you know, in the, in the sport of athletics. Um, there'll be more people inspired. There'll be more kids and adults running. The health of the nation could improve. We will raise a lot more money for charities. Um, there's just so many, so many positive benefits that will come from Sydney becoming an Abbott World Marathon major that, that will just be hit forever. And that's what I really want to see materialise. And that's, that's our from, from now, from the day of, from last Sunday to next year's event, that's all we're thinking about. Any final words for, for those people or people in general who, you know, just want to stay connected to and a part of the vision of the Sydney Marathon? Yeah, I mean... We want everyone to come back. We, we yeah. want to we yeah. want to retain as many people who ran this year and add to it because we got to we got to make it through the semi finals next year to to get into the final right. So yeah. you know 
I, I, you know, want to thank everyone who ran this year and extremely difficult conditions. Come back next year. We need you back. Uh, and we need to grow more. Um, we want you to stay on the journey with us and help get the Sydney Marathon into that Olympic final, make it into the Abbott World Marathon Major. So bring a friend, you know, there's, there's more changes coming. The course will be different again next year. It'll be uh, like a totally new, new route next year. So you've got something to look forward to. You've made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening to all this stuff on how we try to make running and training and life and all that stuff work because time is a resource that no one can make more of. Not yet, at least. So we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen, watch, and generally consume all this stuff. Accessibility is pretty cool nowadays. So we have a transcript for all the episodes. Make sure you go to the show notes section of this episode on whatever podcast player you're listening to, or you can go to the description of the YouTube video, or just go to podcast.delightcreates.com to find the episode and the transcript. All of this was produced in Sydney, Australia. So I acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation who are the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. A lot of people ask how they can support us. And I think the easiest way is to just share this out to people you know that would like this. So whether it's a podcast link from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening to, or watching on YouTube, send them a link. Just flick it to them. Email it, text it, you know, Instagram, whatever send them a link of my, my, this episode or my newsletter or whatever you can, the YouTube link, whatever you can. The second easiest way is to rate, like, or subscribe to this podcast and or video on YouTube, or even subscribe to my newsletter. If you have any feedback, feel free to hit me up. Talk at delaycreates.com. That's T-A-L-K at delaycreates.com. Spelled the normal way. Train smart, race, and live easy. Peace.